Hi, thanks for joining me today. I'm your host, Howard Unger, and The Pharmacist is in. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining me today. I hope everybody's well. Today, we're going to be discussing two of probably the most prescribed medications, the ACE inhibitors, ACE inhibitors, and the ARBs, A-R-B-S. Both of these groups are related, but work in different ways. But first, let's talk again about high blood pressure and what we know about it so that we can understand how these medications work. We know the heart is the pump of the body. We know the heart has to contract to pump blood and fluid through the blood vessels and circulate throughout the body and return to the heart. We also know that there is a normal range of blood pressure that's created when the heart contracts and pushes that blood and fluid through the blood vessels. High blood pressure generally occurs when those blood vessels are narrowed. Now that can be caused by lifestyle, that can be caused by a number of different uh, factors. But what occurs here is the workload of the heart increases, and what occurs is the heart now has to contract more forcefully, thereby generating greater amounts of pressure to force the same amount of fluid and blood through the heart into those narrowed blood vessels. So, the heart has to now contract more forcefully, greater amount of workload, greater amount of pressure to push the blood and fluid through those narrowed blood vessels. That's what we consider high blood pressure. So let's talk first about the group ACE inhibitors. A stands for angiotensin. C stands for converting. E stands for enzyme. And we have the word inhibitors after it. So it's angiotensin converting enzyme inhibitors. Big word. We're going to use substance A to represent angiotensin. So when I use substance A or say it, that means angiotensin. It'll make the explanation a lot easier to talk about and how it works. So how do the angiotensin or substance A converting enzyme inhibitors work? How do these medications reduce blood pressure? Substance A is secreted by the kidney and flows throughout the body in its very inactive form. It really does nothing in its original form. It's inactive. But what occurs is that there is another substance, an enzyme, what we call a converting enzyme, that attaches to substance A and converts it from an inactive form to that of an active form. And what that active form does, it is a very strong and potent vasoconstrictor. In essence, it constricts the blood vessels and therefore increases the blood pressure. So we have a substance A circulating throughout the body that is inactive. It does really nothing. However, when a substance called a converting enzyme attaches to that substance A, it converts it from an inactive form to an active form. And what occurs then is that active form works on arteries and veins, the blood vessels of the body, 
to constrict them, to narrow them. And in doing so, puts more work on the heart to push the fluid through the heart, the, the blood and fluid through the heart, and therefore increases blood pressure. What these medications do is they inhibit that enzyme. They inhibit that converting enzyme to attach to the inactive substance A, thereby not allowing the active form of substance A to be formed and cause vasoconstriction or a narrowing of the blood vessels and therefore preventing or reducing high blood pressure. Another activity that causes high blood pressure with active substance A is that it retains sodium. It makes the body retain sodium. Sodium is a water magnet. So both between the vasoconstriction or the narrowing or further narrowing of the blood vessels and the retention of fluid, water in particular, we get an increase in blood pressure. So it works in two different areas. One, the blood vessels, and two, in the kidneys, because it's not allowing sodium to be excreted or urinated out, and therefore a reduction in, in fluids. So it works in actually two areas of the body to increase blood pressure. ACE inhibitors are usually administered by mouth and are given once or twice a day, usually taking one in the morning and one in the evening after dinner, just before bedtime, so that you have the coverage uh, throughout the day and throughout the night. So let's talk about some of the side effects, some of the common side effects with ACE inhibitors. And before I begin, I want to preface this that any side effect that's persistent, you really need to contact your healthcare provider. Uh, any persistent side effect is not something that um, uh, is not normal, and uh, you need to inform the healthcare provider so that they can make changes either to the medication or to the dosage. And with ACE inhibitors, there's an interesting side effect called a dry cough. We call it an angiotensin cough or an ACE inhibitor cough. And it's a dry hacking type of cough that has no real reason to be there. You don't have anything that's causing it outside. You're not having some type of irritant that you're breathing into the back of your throat and is stimulating a cough. It's just there. That would be something that you would want to definitely contact your healthcare provider for. They may want to change the medication uh, to another medication or a different class of medication. Uh, fatigue, dizziness, these are also side effects. And again, fatigue and dizziness may be transient. They may not be persistent. But if you continually find yourself persistently fatigued or you find yourself having serious dizziness or a number of bouts of dizziness, it's definitely important that you contact your healthcare provider. They may want to change the dosage or the medication, the dosage strength for that medication uh, to reduce that. Headaches may occur. Again, uh, they usually sometimes are transient, but if it's persistent, that's another uh, side effect you want, to you want to contact your healthcare provider. Also, a loss of taste. That would be definitely something I would call my healthcare provider about, specifically somebody who likes food, like myself. Uh, you don't want to have a loss of taste. Now, in terms of drug interactions, uh, taking other medications, 
Non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, okay, what we call NSAIDs. Now, these are the ibuprofens of the world, the naprosins of the world. Um, you have you know, the trade names are Advil and Motrin and Aleve. They will, if you take it chronically, they will cause a decrease in the effectiveness of the ACE inhibitors. So if you're taking something for, for example, arthritis, and you're constantly taking the um, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, such as naproxen, such as uh, mo, uh, ibuprofen or naproxen, naproxen being naproxen, those can reduce the, ACE, uh, the effectiveness of ACE inhibitors. Taking an occasional dose is not going to do any, is not going to have a problem. But chronically using them, that could uh, affect the effectiveness of this high blood pressure medication. So let's talk about how ARBs, angiotensin receptor blockers, work. And I want you to keep in mind, get a visualization of a big parking lot with cars parked in every space except one. So we have substance A, angiotensin, which we called substance A, and this angiotensin or substance A is in an active form. And we know from the previous description on ACE inhibitors, substance A in, in an active form causes vasoconstriction or narrowing of the blood vessels. What the ARBs do is they compete and fill in that one parking space that substance A angiotensin would fill in to cause a blocking of the blood vessels narrowing. So we have a parking lot, one space vacant, and if substance A angiotensin fits into that parking space, it will cause a narrowing of the, blo uh, a narrowing of the blood vessels. This medicine goes and fills that space up so it prevents substance A angiotensin from going in there and affecting that blood vessel. That's exactly what these medications do. They also prevent fluid from building up because they allow sodium to be excreted or urinated and therefore water to be lost as well. The side effects are basically similar to those of the ACE inhibitors. Again, any side effect that's persistent, any side effect that's dramatic, please contact your healthcare provider uh, and let them know. If you should have any type of swelling in your throat, your tongue, uh, difficulty in breathing, obviously any kind of chest pains, uh, uh, that's an immediate call to your emergency services so that you can get uh, to the hospital and get treatment. Another point here is if you are pregnant, uh, thinking on becoming pregnant or breastfeeding, and you have been placed on these medications, you need to make sure that your healthcare, all your healthcare providers know and um, discuss this with them. ARBs are usually taken orally, and they may be taken once or twice a day, depending upon uh, how the healthcare provider wants to set up your medication uh, regimen or schedule. All of the information in this episode has been transcribed and in the show notes on my website. Also, all the information and references 
used in this episode are listed on the uh, in the show notes as well. I hope this has answered most of your questions. Take care now and be well. This has been the Pharmacist is In podcast hosted by Howard Unger. If you like what you heard, please click on the subscribe button. And if you feel so, leave comments in the star rating below. It really helps the podcast in gaining greater exposure to larger audiences. And why not? This is important information. I would like to mention I have no affiliation with any pharmaceutical company or medical institution, nor do I represent any product, product line, or corporate pharmacy entities. Please remember that this podcast is not a substitute for your healthcare provider. If you should have any questions concerning diagnosis or treatment, contact your trusted healthcare provider. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you'll join me next week for the Pharmacist is In podcast. Remember, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay medication smart.